Hey everyone, welcome to our Cheetow chat. Uh, you got Ben and Kila here from the Cheetow protocol. Uh, we're very excited to have a special guest, Mark Seller, here today. Thank you for coming. We're happy to have you. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. So, you know, we're all very excited about Ave coming into Polygon. You guys definitely made a splash um, with your partnership and, you know, your huge TVL here. Uh, but we're going to, before we jump into all of that, we kind of want to start with a simple question. Who is Mark Seller? <laughs> I guess that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, my, my role at Avi is the integration lead. So basically, I um, try to know uh, as much as I can uh, the, the, the inner workings of the Aave protocols. And basically, when you are a decentralized finance protocol, you are decentralized. That means that anybody in the world can build upon the Aave protocol and basically uh, create services on top of that. So one uh, non-example is Curve.Finance. So Curve is a decentralized finance protocol where you can exchange stable coins. And instead of just having the stable coins sit there and do nothing like pet rocks, uh, why not have the, the, the stable coin in, into the Aave protocol? So why there's not an exchange? just uh, working and uh, collecting a passive income through the Aave protocol. So basically, my job is to uh, make the third-party developers that want to build upon Aave life easier, uh, to guide them around that. I also say uh, a lot of uh, stupid things and jokes on Twitter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's the main. Oh, well, stupid jokes are always important. Uh, I also I do I do need to call out Ben for for saying Ave instead of Ave. Oh man, I always say that. I always say. <laughs> it's all Ave. right, don't worry about it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> um, no, that, that's that's fantastic. But uh, I also want to know a little bit about like um, what what kind of what kind of brought you into this space. Like what you know, where was Mark when when he was growing up, and kind of how did he how did he eventually get into Ave? Uh, so I joined the um, Ethereum ecosystem and most likely also the, the crypto ecosystem in 2015. So we, with a few friends, uh, we created like Ethereum friends. As you can hear it with my thick accent, it's impossible to hide that I'm French. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so we organized meetups. We organized, uh, we tried to learn uh, basically, uh, Ethereum, because back in the days, there were like no tools, no, no app, everything to be up on Ethereum. Like Ethereum back in 2015 was like, uh, the only wallet was missed, something that nobody used anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, there were like no app, uh, DeFi was not a thing, all these kind of things. And, uh, I was interested in uh, the possibility of, uh, smart contracts. So, uh, I joined Consensus in 2016. Then I work on many projects, uh, more on the technical side, but also on the community side. I've always been on the, the two sides uh, at the same time. Uh, I worked for a time for regulated brokers, but I had the, the chance uh, to uh, to be called by uh, Stani and Jordan, uh, the leads at Harvey uh, in 2019, because what was called Atlant back in the day was working on the uh, Ave protocol and was looking for more people to uh, push the protocol uh, and um, spread the idea of the protocol around. 
and uh, so I joined the team, the AB team during DEFCON 5, uh, which was in October 2019. Uh, okay. Oh, it's a so long history there. You're a crypto veteran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have my first white hair <laughs> somewhere <laughs> over here. <laughs> You hide it well. You hide it well. <laughs> yeah, I think we all got some white hairs last week. <laughs> oh, oh, that's true, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah if you're... Things are looking better, though, right? Looking a little bit better. Uh, so... but, but what is important uh, about last week is that, so if you listen to this podcast or whatever, uh, this, uh, the medium you listen to or what we are uh, saying right now, in many months in the future, uh, basically last week was like a, a huge volatility events. Uh, most assets on the crypto ecosystem lost 30 to up to 60% in, in a week of their value. And Obviously, crypto is volatile. Like it will go up, it will go down, and there's nothing you can do about that. And it's part of the game. And if you are a speculator, that's how you make money, basically, because volatility is where you make money. But what is important beyond that, beyond the idea of going up and down, is that you have one, what we can call a black swan. So 30, 60% of volatility in a week going down, it's a black swan. Mm -hmm. And you have a black swan event in decentralized finance ecosystem. MakerDAO is still here. Ethereum still produced block every 13 seconds. Compound, Aave still here, no bad debt. Uh, all the users still around. There's liquidation happening as they should happen. The price oracle, like Chainlink, the price happened every 13 seconds as well. It's incredible how resilient the ecosystem is now. We got hundreds of millions, even billions of liquidation of uh, closed position of whatever happened during the week. And the protocol is still here and still working. I'm impressed by the resilience of the full ecosystem. So, yeah, Ave uh, got it right uh, during the week, but the full ecosystem got it right during the week. And that's why I'm like more than ever uh, in full confidence in what decentralized finance has to offer. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. I think I think also as a collateralized uh, kind of protocol, right? We we did take like a lot of like liquidation stuff like that, but in general, happy to see that everything kind of worked out. Everyone's still uh, afloat, and Polygon's still thriving. I mean, just look at the look at Matic's price; it's uh, it's doing pretty pretty nice. Um, so you mentioned a little bit about coming in, you know, being French. Uh, can you tell us a little more about the Euro scene? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm sure it has its own its own perspectives. Actually, like the French speaking sphere is huge. Like uh, uh, that's part of the reason we uh, we managed to keep like the future of France meme alive. So uh, this idea that DeFi is not the future of finance but future of France is obviously a mistake uh, and a meme. But uh, we kept it alive because the, the community is huge. Like for example, I have a a Twitch channel with a few friends uh, called Crypto Matrix. And we are like every Monday uh, at 9 p.m. CET. And uh, we are like three to four to sometimes 5K people every week uh, together. When we launch like a Twitter space, there's often like more than 1,000 people. And like the Discord community is huge. The amount of developers 
uh, in the French speaking community is like incredible. We have a, a, a decentralized finance community uh, called Defi France. And also there, there's a lot of people. And when you look at projects, there, there's French people everywhere. Like in Ave, like uh, it's not the case anymore because we are growing and uh, it's more diversified now. But at some point, uh, around one third of Ave was French. Uh, the Paraguay swap uh, protocol is French. Curve is full of French, uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think we we definitely see that with Kila here on on Chirao. We have a thriving French uh, channel, right, uh, within our Discord, and yeah, they're a pretty fun bunch um, of people. But yeah, also Ledger, right? Ledger is a huge, huge yeah. part of the ecosystem, and they're a French company. And they have the best best memes. Right. <laughs> okay. I do have some good memes. Hey, you said it was the crypto matrix, correct? So yeah, on that's this one. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. The crypto matrix. Oh, it's in French, but it's fine. No worries. Then, uh, uh, then you might want to dust off a little bit of your French. Yeah, man. I, I, I also, I'm also uh, francophone, so we'll, oh, that's cool. We'd be happy to. Yeah, we've we've been manning the the chat with Lao, uh, trying to answer all these questions. You know, it's, it's, you know, one thing to speak to people and then you get all this crypto stuff. So, but luckily there's a lot of documentation, as you said, for French, um, on crypto. So it's, it's great for people to, to jump on that kind of stuff. Yeah. We, um, with the nonprofit we created with a few friends that are in France, we were like, uh, the, the first, uh, non-English speaking community to translate the, the, uh, the white paper back in the days, uh, of Ethereum, the yellow paper. So uh, very deeply technical papers as well. And, uh, we have like full resource blogs on the ecosystem, which is crazy because at some point, uh, if you want to develop, uh, to be a developer, you will have to learn English. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You can do it if you, you cannot do that, but still, if you don't speak English and you French, you can somehow walk through it <laughs> in the French community. In right. Practice. At least invest and all that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, so, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I was just kind of walking back a little bit here. Um, you know, we have a wide range of audience members that some might not be that, you know, um, aware of what Ave does, who they are. Could you maybe highlight a little more what you guys do, the products that you offer? Yeah, basically, Ave is a, um, it's the uh, liquidity protocol, the, the largest one out there now. Uh, so basically, our job is to give a framework for decentralized liquidity uh, on uh, decentralized finance. So if you have assets and you are looking for some kind of returns of those assets, you can provide liquidity to the Aave protocol. And basically that liquidity will be pooled uh, inside one of the mini markets of Aave. So we have it on Ethereum layer one, but also on Polygon and layer two, and uh, soon on rollups as well. So other kinds of layer twos to, to have like faster and cheaper transaction fees. And uh, other kinds of actors will have access to the liquidity. And in exchange of having access of that liquidity, they will pay you your fair share. And there's basically no paperwork. No middlemen, uh, no uh, hidden fees, or these kind of things. So if someone use your money, use your asset, they're going to pay you for it, and they're going to pay you directly from it. 
thanks to the protocol, thanks to the smart contract, you are always in control of your assets. You can deposit and withdraw anytime. And that's basically the main ethos of uh, decentralized finance. So for the first time of your financial history, you are in control, complete control of your assets. And you decide, you get to decide uh, if you want to deposit, if you want to borrow, if you want to uh, lend, all these kind of things uh, in the way you want. And also, if you want, for example, to borrow at 2 a.m. Uh, on a Saturday, no issue. The smart contract sit here every 13 seconds you can <laughs> uh, ask him something and and he will answer is never stopping 24 7 quite a bit different than a traditional bank oh uh, so different like <laughs> right i have like like in my personal life i have to uh, to open a new bank account right now and mm-hmm. uh i'm a contractor with Ali. So I'm not uh, like Avi is like uh, a decentralized protocol. So I just do invoice and uh, I get paid in crypto. Uh, that's basically how it works. That's very nice. Like I have no issue in my life. But say that to a traditional banker when he say, "Where is like uh, your <laughs> your your wage sheet or this kind of things?" And I say, "No, I do invoice." And who is your boss? A decentralized protocol. What do you mean? <laughs> what is the <laughs> <is a> DAO? <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know if I change my flat and try to find a new one for the lease. It's going to be fun as well. <laughs> right, right. You tell them, yeah, decentralized, headless, you know, non-legal entities paying me money. Yeah, exactly. That, that doesn't sound but, sketchy at all. Yeah, but it's getting better. Like uh, back in the days, 2015 when, or 2016, when you used to say, I work in crypto, like people we're looking at you like you are a drug dealer or something. Right, right. And it changed a lot. Like, it's incredible. Like, knowing when you say I work in crypto, people say, oh, you are an engineer or something like that. They think of something very technical, but not shady. Like, it used to be shady in the eyes of people. No, it's very technical, maybe speculative or uh, finance stuff, but it's that kind of thing. The idea is much better. And I... I have the feeling that in 10 years, it will be boring. Oh, he works in crypto, yeah, uh, finance guy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think the way that the markets uh, kind, of, kind of go, I don't know if it'll ever be really boring. <laughs> I think there will always be a little bit of excitement there. But uh, yeah, I see, I see where you're going. Um, talk, talk a little bit about, so you said you're, you're a contractor with with Ave, what is the what's the team dynamic or the dynamic within the Ave with on within the Ave group? What does that look like? Uh, what is incredible at Ave, it's personally my first work experience that worked that way, is that um, we have this vision and we have this roadmap. Like uh, at Ave, we know very precisely uh, at the end of the day. Uh, what's going to be the, uh, the next step for the next three, six months. We have a vision of what will happen after that. And we have the, a vision of the end game. And there's really this strong vision. Uh, it's not the new, well, uh, a project where you wake up on the, uh, the Monday morning and say, Hey, what are you going to do this week? <laughs> Let's try to, to build something. No, it's like there's a clear roadmap and vision. And I love that. And it's from, yeah, the, uh, the core team 
uh, on the same time on the technical and management side and uh, uh, like the, the core team of Avi, uh, the guys like Stalin Kolachov, uh, Emilio for the, the, the technical team, uh, all these guys, they, they have this kind of vision. So you are, you know where you go. And also, it's really, uh, you are autonomous. Like you get hired for your skills and you have your task force. So I'm working on the, what we call the integration. And, uh, basically I don't have like a boss every morning that say, Hey, Mark, you need to do this and that and that uh, every day. So uh, th- that amount of freedom, but still with a, uh, a clear vision is incredible. That, uh, that mm-hmm. That's frankly the best experience I had in my life. I don't want to, uh, to do anything else than working on that. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So it's like, you've got this clear vision and everybody, everybody knows and sees the vision and they just work towards that without anybody having to uh, kind of direct. And that's, uh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Okay. And so now we've, we've talked a little bit about yourself and about Ave. Um, how, how was the, y- y'all have made a, <clears throat> sorry, y'all have made some, some waves, um, with the whole, um, getting onto Polygon and all that kind of good stuff. Talk to us about what that was like, what the decision, like what the decision process was. Um, like that first week, I think that first, like first week y'all hit, what was it like two, two billion in, in total yeah. value or something like that? Yeah, it was pretty fast. Yeah, it was crazy fast. Um, yeah, what was that like internally within Ave? So the first thing, uh, it's why. So why uh, mm-hmm. not leave Ethereum layer one, but basically have a new option. Uh, the first thing is a lot of people were priced out of decentralized finance because let's face it, uh, if you want to use Aave on Ethereum layer one, so the, the, the regular Ethereum most people use, uh, to deposit some asset there, you will have to pay like, 15, 20, 30, 40 dollars of transaction fee. Same thing when you withdraw. So if your net worth is $500, $5,000, it's not worth it because you will pay more in transaction fee than uh, any kind of passing income you will get from the protocol in a decent amount of time, like six months, one year, two years. So it's just not worth it for a lot of people. And to be honest, I'm not in decentralized finance to build finance for the rich because traditional finance is finance for the rich. So if because of the transaction fee uh, that are too high, the only user of your protocol are uh, high net worth individuals and uh, high net worth entities, I'm not interested at all. And uh, we all share the same sentiment uh, inside of it because DeFi is up for everyone and everyone means every side of the spectrum. So you can have like the whales and you have like uh, people with uh, three figures or four figures networks and all of them should have the same services because the ethos of decentralized finance is that the code, the protocol applies the same way if you were $100 or if you were $100 million. You would have exactly the same condition, exactly the same returns, exactly the same LTV applied to you if you are the, the richest man in the world or uh, just a normal guy uh, like you and I. 
And that was really important. And this ethos was not respected anymore in Ethereum due to the transaction fee. So we needed an alternative. And when you look at what was available like one month ago uh, and still today, uh, most likely, uh, there's not 20 options, different options. You have what people call the roll-ups. So this idea of having a layer two on top of Ethereum. So uh, do a big batch on transaction and uh, commit that inside uh, the, the Ethereum network. That was not ready back in the days and still not when we are recording this. We are very, as we are recording this, we are very close from the release of Arbitrum uh, with the first follow-up that will hit mainnet um, uh, on Ethereum, but it's not done yet when we are recording. And uh, it was not done yet uh, one month ago uh, when we launched uh, the, uh, the Polygon Network uh, market. Optimism that many people know are still a few weeks or even maybe a, a few months away. So that solution was not possible. What is really important when you call yourself decentralized finance is that your market and your network is decentralized. So the uh, there, there were a few options that were uh, not good enough because there's not a lot of nodes and all the nodes are from the same entity. Uh, I I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to uh, to <laughs> to say the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a three-letter uh, network was not a good option. And so we had Polygon, which uh, uh, with an incredible team, uh, the Matic team. So he, that just repented back in the day to the Polygon name was like uh, hardworking. We uh, we knew the Dave, uh, and we did a lot of research on the network. We got a few friends already uh, deployed there. Uh, for example, Avegochi. So Avegochi is not uh, a Ave project directly, but it's a team very close to Ave, uh, and uh, they deployed there months in advance. And it was like working seamlessly. The Comet team or another game that deployed there months in advance. And uh, all of this team were saying, yeah, Polygon is working. Like Polygon works now. It's not something that will happen in, in a few months. It's not a maybe. It, if you want to deploy there, it's the same technology than Ethereum, but with a proof of stake uh, to, um, to, to be uh, overly simplistic uh, on that point. And you can deploy you can copy paste your code base and deploy there and it would work roughly. And obviously it's not that simple, but uh, it was very, really not hard to deploy there. So we took the leap of faith and we said we contacted the team. Uh, it was like incredible to work with them. And uh, we tried to, to do it in a way that was a bit more efficient because the great thing about decentralized finance is composability. So this ability to have your funds into Aave, but also interact with, uh, for example, the Curve protocol or it, or swap your asset, not only on the decentralized section, but with a decentralized aggregator like one each or Paraswap or this kind of thing. So we talked a bit uh, with friends in the community and we say, hey, we're going there. You want to come? <laughs> and uh, a lot of people say yes. And that's why like, there's so many uh, things that joined. A lot of people that did not answer decide to say, oh, everybody's going. I want to go too. <laughs> so they joined as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a leap of faith that uh, I think worked uh, quite well. And what is the most 
interesting for me, it's not the big number of TVM. Like uh, right now, the the market side of Aave on Polygon, it's $7.5 billion, which is, and it's pretty interesting, in one month on Polygon, uh, the Polygon market reached the side uh, the size of the full Aave market one month ago. So one month ago, before the Polygon deployments, what took us like 18 months to, uh, to reach, <laughs> uh, took one month to reach on Polygon. And now uh, the complete market size of Aave, it's like around 16 billion. It even reached 21 billion uh, at some point, but then the market uh, decided to do its volatility things. But uh, yeah, it's incredible. In one month, uh, the Polygon market, ecosystem grew from something with already some users like we d- didn't create the user there but we, uh, we get some spotlight and no polygon as a scalability solution is bigger than every alternative expect except the three letter network combined so i'm talking about phantom i'm talking about uh, solana for example uh, avalanche all these guys they are doing a great job but if you add up all these guys, except the 21 node three-letter networks, you combine all of them, the TV layer of, of this mega stuff is still smaller than polygonal now. And all of that happened in one month. Right. So I think- y'all, are, y'all are trendsetters, is what you're trying to say. No. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. And what is really important is that I got a direct message on Discord, on Twitter, of people saying, well, thanks to uh, the Polygon deployment and the, uh, the deployment of the ecosystem there, for the first time I can use DeFi. Because I used to listen to you guys on, on Twitch, I, li- I read you on Twitter, and I wanted to try but what I have is 2000 bucks, and that's my savings. That's my life savings. And a lot of people have, uh, are happy to have 2000 bucks as life savings. And uh, I respect that uh, a lot. But if you have 2000 bucks as life savings, uh, on Ethereum right now, you cannot use DeFi. But on Polygon, you can. And they say, for the first time, I can finally use DeFi. And even better, uh, people contacted me as well. Uh, Finally, I can use back DeFi because they were like uh, user of DeFi from the first wave, like 2018, 2019, early mm-hmm. 2020, and they got price out of transaction fee. Uh, people that discovered like there's a huge DeFi community in Argentina, for example, mm-hmm. and they, they were user of the Argent wallet. They were user of MakerDAO, and they were completely priced out uh, starting from the, the summer of 2020, the crazy DeFi summer. And... I got contacted by this kind of guy saying, yeah, finally, I can come back to the game. And uh, that's that's the most important point. So yeah, TVL, price of asset, they would go up and down. But being able to reach those kind of people again, that's uh, where what we are proud uh, to be part of, of uh, the movement uh, we are. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I think, you know, you touched up on a little bit on this, but... You know, the Polygon team, the management team is just great. Um, working directly with people and like, you know, from the small projects all the way up to the big dogs like you guys, like helping people get started. Uh, you know, Hamza, Sandeep, everyone, uh, Arthur, yeah. just to name a few. Like they're just so uh, willing to help. 
and answer you at any time. I, I don't think Sandeep sleeps, for example. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm not quite sure either. And when you look at them on Twitter, for example, or on social media, they give shout out to everyone. Like yeah, right. they really uh, go out of their way to give the spotlights to even the small actors. Like yeah, mm-hmm. it's not uh, you won't only see like uh, the known faces like Ave and Curve uh, on their spotlight. You will see absolutely everyone. Like uh, there were like this kind of story. Like uh, I don't know if you follow like Polygash, like uh, the thirteen-year-old uh, developer for India. Like and uh, they they went out and no, it's a sp- super style, This guy. Well, yeah. I don't know if you follow that, but again, no, yeah, yeah, no, no, we've, uh, yeah, we, we've kind of reached out and, and chatted a little bit with, uh, with Polygage as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Polygage, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The aggregator people, yeah, yeah, exactly. Poly G A G A J, I think, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I always mess up their name, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, from Abe, you can tell I'm just not good at names, man. Yeah, it's um, all right. Don't worry. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you, you you talked about a little bit of this like movement from Ethereum to Polygon, you know, being able for like anyone to interact with DeFi. Um, what are some other trends that you're you're seeing from your perspective in Ave, or, or perhaps um, you know things that connect to it? Yeah, so the the most important thing, and that's uh, the one that would have a direct impact uh, uh, on the on the the next step of Avi. Well, there's several stuff, but uh, this one was announced, so I can talk about it, uh, is what we call Ave Pro. So when I when we say DeFi is for everyone, we have to consider uh, the two sides of the spectrum. So the whole polygon focus and uh, very soon roll-up focus was for the side of the spectrum that are very sensible to transaction fee because the the portfolio side is not that high or for any kind of reason and we respect that and uh and DeFi should address them uh as well. And you also have like the other side of the spectrum that usually have a portfolio side that don't care as much about transaction fees, but will care more, for example, on compliance reasons. And uh the Ave Pro, what we call the Ave Pro ecosystem. Uh, I cannot go too much into details, but it gives a compliance comfort zone, I would call it that way, uh, to financial institutions that want to use decentralized finance um, services in an environment uh, they can be comfortable with. Uh, That means... uh, 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 KYC, KYT, KYB, all the KY stuff. So know your customers, so know your business, uh, all these kind of things. And uh, an environment where you know who are the other actors uh, inside the ecosystem. So, uh, and it was really important because for DeFi to scale, uh, you need to address also these kind of actors because they are the big players. Uh, I often say, like on social media, like 2020 was the tutorial and the real game starts in 2020. That's part of the real game. Like for me, the real game is when you can address the two, um, the two extreme side of the spectrum. When you have the roll-ups and uh, the scalability solution like Polygon, you can address basically anyone in the world. And when you have like the unramp and the institution-friendly framework, uh, framework, uh, you have uh, also you are ready for the end game. And uh, that's that's the, uh, the next immediate area of focus. 
So integrating roll-ups and having uh, uh, a AVE ecosystem um, friendly to institution as well. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, does that, does that include like on-ramping for AVE? Or is that something that you guys are thinking of incorporating? Or what do you mean by that? So when I say on ramping in this kind of, um, in this kind of, um, what I have to say, uh, Ave Pro is a segregated venue than, um, uh, the regular Ave, uh, markets you, you can reach. So there's been always this multi-market approach. So of, as a user, you can choose the Polygon market, you can choose the V2 market, even the V1 market that is like a bit deprecated now, but it's still working, the smart contract out there. So if you want to, to play old school and go to V1, why not? You can. It's decentralized. Uh, you have like the AMM market if you are... Uh, liquidity provider in Uniswap or Balancer, for example, you, you can use that. And there's like different markets for different actors and each of them are tailored to different needs. And the Apple Pro market is a segregated market for different actors with different needs. And there's going to be basically a unrun solution with Turtis partners and off-run solution on that market, but that will not be linked uh, in the in the permissionless and uh, uh, markets that uh, most people know today. Uh, it will be like separate venues. Uh, I have the feeling that the end game is to have like, to have a way to buy, to buy Pacify. So uh, basically right now, uh, for example, it's very hard to access uh, the Polygon market because most of the centralizations, they don't integrate Polygon. So basically... Uh, if you have some Doros and you go to Coinbase and you want to buy some USDC, they will give you USDC on Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a bit defeating the purpose to pay the transaction fee to withdraw from Coinbase to Ethereum layer one, and then the transaction fee to take the bridge from Ethereum layer one to Polygon, and I then don't, yeah, in, and pay like maybe fifty or sixty dollar for the full operation. And after you don't pay transaction fee anymore, like just keep the Ethereum layer one uh, stuff just directly withdraw to Polygon. And right now there's no direct option. And because centralized finance world, it's slow to adopt innovation. Sometimes we act as a bottleneck for innovation in the ecosystem. So I think the end game maybe later will be for DeFi protocol to uh, more and more bypass uh, that part. Not in the sense of uh, not working with exchange uh, completely, but uh, on the contrary, to have like more deeper and synergetic uh, relationship with exchange to say, okay, you can have this direct option with us, and uh, for this in this kind of condition, you can do uh, this kind of things, and uh, directly on ramp and off ramp with like true partnership. Because at the end of the day, a decentralized protocol is not a bank or this kind of thing. So you cannot have an on-ramp or off-ramp. You have to have a partners. But I think the synergy uh, relationship can be better with this kind of actors. And it will come with time uh, to have like a better option for the end users. I can see message at the bottom of the screen. Nah. Maybe I'm talking yeah. too much. Well, what are no, missing? No, 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 it's just some comments. These messages are, are, are comments from the uh, from some viewers saying, 
um, basically saying how awesome, like how awesome y'all are. And um, like Ave saved this uh, popster from, uh, from being liquidated during this last, last crash. Um, I, I, w- I wasn't trying to uh, disturb you in your in your flow. I loved I loved the flow the flow going. I just wanted uh, to acknowledge that uh, these people are loving what you're what you're putting out there. Yeah, uh, I think optimism, like to to react to what uh, Five Engine uh, is saying, optimism is a great solution. But at the end of the day, uh Everything goes super fast in DeFi. So what happened in a month is like uh, incredible. But back in the day, so one month ago, like a lifetime in DeFi, one month ago, that's still uh, one month ago. We basically had no choice as a DeFi protocol to say, okay, go to that centralized option that is growing every day. And uh, that's the three-letter networks that everybody knows that is linked to a centralized exchange. Uh, that's completely centralized, and it's hard for me to call that decentralized finance, what happened there. And even if there's a full ecosystem, I'm not saying it's bad. Like, I would never uh, judge that. I'm just saying it's centralized. Uh, so it's hard for me to call that DeFi, but I recognize that there's actual developers, a community, and user there. But that's not the ethos. Uh, that's not the main ethos uh, of the ecosystem we are part of. So either you let people go there, and that network was growing quite a lot, uh, like uh, until uh, one month ago. It's still, it's still there, and it, it will remain here for the years to come. Uh, I, I have no doubt on that. Or, um, or you just do nothing and say, okay, we are uh, the network for the rich. That was not a good solution. Uh, and maybe in a few months, uh, when the guys will be ready, we will have a scalability solution. But people cannot wait. Like uh, when the when uh, when the thing is out of the box, you you cannot move it back and say no, no, you you didn't see anything. Like DeFi doesn't exist. Come back in six months, please. No. Uh, if they know DeFi exists, they will go to a solution that is accessible to them. And uh, I think, like, I'm grateful for for uh, the the BSC network because at the end of the day, they provide a solution where there were no alternative uh, that were there. And I think they truly saved the day back in the days because when in during the summer of 2020, when the transaction fee went up. Uh, tremendously on Ethereum, there were like no uh, available alternative to that. So a lot of people that were, were back in the day, price off of Ethereum, started their DeFi journey and basically their training grounds was uh, from Binance to the BSC network. And yes, not decentralized, but it was a buffer that was needed back in the day. But I'm happy there's a more decentralized option now. And many of them, like uh, we are talking about Polygon on day, but, uh, but there's a lot of alternatives, like what the, the guy doing uh, from Avalanche uh, are super incredible. Like Phantom is, in, is tracing uh, well, as well. Uh, I took a, a, a journey around like Solana recently, and I was impressed by the amount of uh, developer, the community there. I'm not sure it's quite decentralized as well, but, uh, but it's actually like a, a blooming network. So there's many alternatives, and I'm happy that the ecosystem grew so much because I do not believe in a win- winner-take-all situation. 
I think there's going to be many blockchain. There's going to be many networks. There's going to be many communities. And when we talk about the internet, there's not one website on the internet. Yeah, maybe Google is like the, and Facebook and Netflix are the largest one, but there's like hundreds of millions uh, of websites up there with communities that uh, just enjoy uh, the internet. It doesn't make sense to have like a winner take all situation. Yeah. Now, um, there is one question that has been popping up a lot on our users, and that's about uh, L1 price oracles and how that might affect, you know, liquidation recovery, um, given like price disparities between, you know, what's on Polygon and what might be on Ethereum. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so the price oracle we use at Aave are changing, and um, by far uh, they are not recognized as the industry standard. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, the Chainlink's price feed uh, survived two Black Swan now. So they got the Black Thursday in March 2020, and they worked perfectly. And they got this one, like uh, the Black Swan of, of May, that, uh, that just happened as we are recording this. And that was like bigger in uh, like quite an order of magnitude, uh, bigger in terms of volatility and impact than what happened during the Black Thursday in 2020. And it worked. Like in both time, no issue. Like uh, Chainlink, uh, they have this medianizer, so there's no price outlier on the, uh, the Chainlink price field. And it just works, and uh, it's basically saved the day again. So uh, we are like super in a, in a very synergic relationship with Chainlink. We are using that uh, since price one, uh, since day one, and it just works. That, that's the first thing. What is really interesting right now uh, on the Polygon network, it's less and less true, is that you have more and more, well, less and less, uh, <laughs> but uh, you had like quite an amount of, uh, of uh, arbitrage opportunities. So basically the price of an asset on the Polygon network, uh, because back in the day there were like less user and volume than now, would be slightly higher or slightly lower than the price of an asset uh, on a Sotras exchange or Ethereum day one. Uh, it was incredibly profitable. Uh, but as every <laughs> uh, profitable opportunity, people catch up with it and uh, basically uh, work on it. And it's incredible to see market reach equilibrium on real time and how fast uh, those like market making boats uh, cross-layer market making both uh, was deployed uh, inside the two markets and now it's getting better and better uh, and also you have like the DEX aggregators now uh, on Polygon as well with one inch at Paraswap so uh, even if your asset doesn't have a lot of liquidity in QuickSwap uh, one inch will just take the liquidity from Sushi or uh, of CometSwap or whatever exchange uh, that is on Polygon, uh, we'll find the best rate for you. We slice your order and you will just end up with, with the best solution uh, for for yourself. It's incredible. Oh, organic, everything uh, reach equilibrium in a market like uh, decentralized finance. Uh, you got to love, you got to love DeFi. You've got to love DeFi, and like you said before, people are hungry for it. Um, no, great. So uh, let's let's see here. Um, we we've talked a lot of, a lot about a few different things. What are some other challenges that you see in the in the space right now? Like some 
some big, big hurdles that we as a community uh, need to, uh, you know, need to cover in order to make that next step or in order to take that next step. I think like uh, outside of the, the scalability, we are basically solving during the next few weeks because with the intro- introduction of rollups with uh, EIP uh, 1559 uh, that will happen in July uh, with Polygon and the other scalability solution, we basically are solving right now uh, during this summer the scalability issue of Ethereum. Not forever, uh, not forever because uh, there's a limit to that. But basically, for the amount of users we are right now in the ecosystem, we are solving the high fee issue uh, on the Ethereum network. And that's a good thing. That's uh, already a huge thing because when it won't cost $20 to do a transaction on Ethereum, it will be accessible to much more people. And that's a good thing. Uh, The next step also is to uh, be... uh, in a framework that is comfortable for institution. That's uh, what we are tackling with Ave Pro, and we are not the only one in the ecosystem working on that field, but that's less um, uh, with the mainstream audience. It's more specialized, even if like uh, the market size of that is like incredible in terms of magnitude. But uh, that, that's another kind of one. I think in terms of innovation, the, the next big step for decentralized finance will be uh, real-world assets. So the idea of having in the form of tokens, in forms of crypto, actual physical uh, or uh, financial world asset as collateral inside DeFi. Um, Also, we need to reach higher LTVs because everything is over collateralized and and that's uh, we are all thankful for that, especially when there's black swans. That's for sure. But it's not very efficient to have like a, like the best we have right now in DeFi is eighty percent LTV, which is good enough. But uh, compared to traditional finance, that's not that much, uh, to be honest. And it doesn't make the the whole thing uh, super efficient because right now what you can do uh, with um, with uh, DeFi protocols or like lending protocols uh, is liquidity. So by basically a market liquidity. So you access that liquidity in order to take position on the market. But if you want to address the other part of finance, like uh, basically, I don't know, just borrow something to buy a car, uh, you will need higher LTV and you will need lower interest rate. And in order to reach that, you need more liquidity and you need uh, also more frequent price update, for example, to make sure uh, that uh, your uh, oracles are more sensible to price derivation so you can react faster in case of a need of a liquidation and also less slippage. And for example, in the case of slippage, Uniswap V3 is a game changer. Uh, people didn't realize that because the rollups like optimism is not uh, out here. And as it's Quite costly on Ethereum, they want to deposit and withdraw liquidity. The optimization of uh, liquidity providing on Uniswap V3, uh, V3 is like completely uh, uh, not uh, to the point it can reach. And it will be a game changer and like people will uh, not realize how efficient it is until maybe September or October. And 
uh, yeah, that's all this kind of thing. So IRL TVs, real world asset as collateral, uh, institution getting inside the game. And that's probably just the tip of the iceberg, but that's going to be a fun year. Like 2021 will be the year of DeFi. <laughs> Not yeah, just the summer. What we hope. Right. Not just the summer. Yeah. Perfect. What were you saying, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to dive deep a little bit into like kind of your your pipeline in terms of partnerships. Um, so you had this amazing partnership with Polygon right off the bat. Is there any other like kind of synergies that you're you're looking for within Polygon? Um. So uh, within Polygon. Yeah. So, like, are you looking to partner with other other people within Polygon and what, what yeah. that sort of looks like? So, the Aave protocol is decentralized, so anybody can build upon Aave. So, that's one of the, the strengths of uh, of uh, of the, uh, the Aave protocol or any DeFi protocol that is truly open source is that you don't have to ask to build upon Aave. Uh, that being said, my job at Aave is to basically uh, keep my door open to any suggestion uh, to uh, basically build upon Aave. Uh, Aave is also completely decentralized in terms of governance. So, for example, uh, if you are from a community and you think uh, the asset X will be like the best kind of collateral uh, inside Aave, you don't have to ask the Aave team. Like the Aave team has nothing to do with that. Actually, you just go to governance.ave.com and you do what we call Aave request for comments, ARC, which is the the, the first standardized a way to uh, do a governance vote and say, hey, the asset X is the best in the world for this and that and that reason. You have a framework, so you you just have to fill the blanks. And uh, if the community say, yeah, I agree, like the asset X is the best in the world and should be inside Aave, uh, if there's eno- enough consensus, it goes into a AIP, people vote for it, and if the vote is yes, it just integrated into Aave and you don't have to ask the Aave team at all. That's the, the power of decentralized autonomous organization. It's actually decentralized and it's actually autonomous. And uh, it's really important and it's a game changer. Like my job is to make other life, uh, other person working on Aave life easier. But I don't take decision at all. That, that's actually quite a comfortable position. Yeah, I imagine. It's, it's definitely good to give it off to the, the community. We're definitely trying to have that a bit as well uh, early on in our project as well. Um, have you been able to like look into Cheetah um, and what are your thoughts on that um, in general and as well as like, you know, stable coins uh, on Polygon and what they mean for DeFi communities? No, tell, tell me everything about Cheetah. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, we're basically a, a CDP stablecoin kind of like maker um, oh. where you lock your collateral and then you get uh, a stablecoin minted. Uh, over collateralized as, you know, it's the name of the game. Um, and yeah, so we will have different kinds of collateral types. Right now we have just Matic. So you can use Matic to me Matic. Um, and also you maybe in the future we're, we're thinking about adding uh, different kinds of you know collateral types. But that's in a nutshell. Uh, who we are as a, as a protocol. That's cool. And you you want to do so. My Matic is a stablecoin of Matic because basically a stablecoin is not just USD, as most people believe. I don't know why. Because for example, WBTC is a stablecoin of Bitcoin. Uh, 
and you you want to do USD uh, based stablecoins because that's right, where yeah. like there's the most demand because in DeFi there's basically two diff- very different kind of actors people are looking for a passive income and people looking to not sell their speculative assets so you have it you don't want to sell your it because uh, you think it's a good idea to keep it uh, for a few months a few years a few decades and basically if you want to pay off some bills you will use your it as collateral borrow some USDC or maybe MIDI, for example, and right. uh, cash that out, pay your bills. And when you have the money back, you pay back your loans and uh, get back your aid. Yeah, uh, and it's 0% interest. Um, I mean, something that we are thinking about, and you mentioned it about like the TVL, um, how it's kind of inefficient to have all this like locked up collateral that's not really mm-hmm. kind of doing anything. Uh, we are looking into seeing how we can use AVE to have interest bearing collateral. Um, maybe integrating some of your kind of like AVE tokens. I think like the, 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 the log angling fruit on that is to, uh, like right now you have Matic as collateral, you can have a Matic as collateral. And basically by doing that, you, you can get on top of whatever you are offering uh, already on the vault, you have, um, what is right now? Uh, let me check that on the polygon market. You have like six seven percent uh apy and on top of that you you can provide uh, any kind of yield uh you have uh already so you have like this synergy that happen you have like the ave yields the ave liquidity mining yields and on top of that uh as well you will have like all the my finance uh, uh opportunities and that's what make um DeFi powerful because at the end of the day there's no competition in DeFi. Doesn't make sense. It's right. it's ev- always better to find cooperation and partnership uh, between protocols to find a way to give the best possible experience and services to the end users. Right. Now, I, th- I think we, we definitely want to look to you know build on top of each other. The, this whole like zero sum game um, is not big on DeFi, and I, that's something that I really like about it. Um, kind of that collaborative collaborative aspect of it um but yeah so moving on from there what's kind of an ask that you would like to ask our community um how can our community help Ave? and the other way around oh Ave can help right right uh, yeah the quidao community oh i i, I was wondering what, what what your thoughts were on that uh for our community to interactive Ave. Uh, One day I'll get it right. Well, there's always, always, always uh, uh, USD-based liquid crash on on lending protocol. So we always encourage uh, protocols to basically benefit from that because as there's never enough, uh, but it's not uh, only about Aave, like uh, when you look at the other protocols, it's always the same thing, like uh, DAI, USDC, USDT, especially USDT on the Polygon market. It's always short in terms of liquidity. And uh, you have like very high yield on this asset because yield is basically determined by the available liquidity. And uh, the, the best relationship is always on providing the stablecoin, like uh, one of the biggest partners we have uh, on Ethereum Main 1 and also on Polygon uh, is Curve, because as they are stabilizing stablecoin uh, 
swaps, uh, they provide uh, most of their stablecoin inside Avi under the hood, and instead of having their sit there like Petrox. And uh, that's like uh, the most efficient synergy we have. We have like also many other opportunities. And uh, you have like so many things you like, for example, flash loan. If you have an issue with like the peg of something and you want to uh, do a big arbitrage opportunity, you don't need to have like a lot of capital to do that. Uh, because with flash loan, you can access the 7 billion uh, of liquidity inside Aave and basically directly act on your protocol. This is like the kind of things uh, uh, we we can look into each other. Uh, but there's also like so many uh, other opportunities. What say uh, Poopster T would love to see AMMatic as well as AKI if possible. Uh, you are active in the forum and I'd be to kind of evolve there to help make it happen. Yeah, let's do it. So all this idea of adding new asset onboarding into Aave, uh, it's always the same process. Uh, the team do not get involved. Actually, the team never vote uh, inside the, the governance vote because uh, we uh, want to stay neutral. Uh, uh, and when we say the team, the Genesis team, so people working uh, inside uh, the Aave protocol. And um, and basically, everything happened on the, uh, the forum. There's no like... Uh, different things. So uh, if you want a new asset inside the Polygon uh, market or even the, the V2 market or any kind of market, uh, the governance forum is the way to go. So is probably the same thing for most uh, protocol. Like MakerDAO works uh, very well as well. Uh, and yeah, like I want to see posts from you, Poopster T. Please, please keep the, the same uh, handle there. <laughs> I love this one. And even with like the, the profile picture. I don't know if people would see that. But uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, Poopster is definitely uh, an active member on our Discord as well. So I'm always happy to have him have him involved. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe that's something that we talk about down the road. Um, as a parting question, um, who would you like to hear from next um, in the community, in Polygon community? Who do you think would be a good guest for one of these fireside chats? Uh, there's a lot of, uh, well, who did you already got? Like uh, the uh, sushi guy? The... Yeah, sushi. We've had Polygon themselves. Hamza came over. Um, CoinGecko. Uh, PolyWhale came as well. Oh. Um, uh, we've got a good mix would... so far. If you didn't, uh, if you're not tired of the French, <laughs> uh, <laughs> think about uh, Parasop. So Parasop. they are uh, a DEX aggregator. Um, it's a bit less known than one inch, uh, but they are doing a great service as well. And I think they, they deserve the, the spotlight. And also, if you're not tired of the French, as Poopster just said, uh, Julien Boutenou, uh from Curve uh, team. He's like a very interesting character. It's always a good idea to have him uh, inside the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe we might down the road have a mix it up, have it in French. Uh, just to, yeah. I mean, there's Why such not? a big French community. <laughs> that, that might be a nice uh, pivot for, for people to have. Um, but yeah, I mean, those, those are the questions we have for you. And thank you so much for your time. Uh, I know you're probably pretty busy, especially on the back of, of last week. So, uh, 
Yeah, that was a pretty intense week for everyone. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> we didn't sleep a lot. You know, <laughs> look at all face, like <laughs> right. But it's all right. Um, yeah, and uh, let's stay in contact uh, uh, after after this to to explore new uh, synergy and opportunity between Chi Network and Ave. I would be uh, happy. And yeah. hello, John Brass from the French community. John Brass. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Alrighty, guys. Well, until next time.